hey, what the hell? Can I get a picture or something? What is going on here? There it is. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome back to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Appreciate the people that have come in here earlier. <laughs> wow. Uh, somebody just, I saw something in the live chat. Uh, I might address it. I'm not sure. I have to look up. I haven't heard anything what's going on there. But anyway, man, hope everybody's doing good. We got a, several hundred people in here already. Hit the like button. Hit the like button so this message can get out here as much as possible. So anyway, man, today we're going to go in here and break down why women lie. Why women lie and why do they get a pass for lying? All right, so here's what here's what we got to get off the table first because people are going to say, here comes the misogyny. All right, here comes all this stuff. Well, uh, what this this idea of women lying is steeped in misandry. So we have to first admit men lie and all human beings lie. So with that being said, many times the people who do lie, you get caught in a lie, you get punished. All right, so that is going to be what happens to a person who typically gets caught in the lie. I've been also trying to teach people here on the best edutainment show here on YouTube that many times if a man lies to deceive a woman, it is considered illegal. Like if you manipulate a woman or if you lead her with love and she reacts viciously against you, you can somehow be portrayed as somebody who, oh, you're not such a good guy. You can even be tossed in jail. You can even lose your freedom. Sometimes you can lose your life. I'm going to give you stories related to that just to show you. So if you get caught lying, somebody might come, you know, like the one guy that went there and, uh, you know, he he lost his life trying to be a, a, you know, he got caught by death by simp. So many times when men lie, they lose their reputations. They lose their freedom. They can lose their life. When women lie, the uh, the problem that that society has is oftentimes they get to walk away with no punishment. No accountability is had. Never does someone sit down and say, okay, tell the truth or you're going to jail. And I also teach you over here, manipulation, when women do it to men, it's considered, oh, well, it's just get over it. Don't worry. There's really no legal consequences or penalties. Now, I know people are saying this is not true. However, paternity fraud is not illegal in the United States. A woman can pin a baby on another man, and then it later be revealed that that baby is not that man, uh, man's child, and nothing happens to her. She does not get thrown into jail. She does not have to pay a fine. She doesn't have to pay past court fee. She has. She doesn't have to pay all the child support back. She doesn't have to go to jail. I mean, there's nothing that happens to her. She basically gets to walk away. I'm going to tell you where these stories stem from. I'm going to tell you where this history stems from of women being able to lie and then being revealed as a liar, and then maybe half the women in her gender might say, oh, she's just an evil, mean woman, like Amber Heard. Amber Heard is, you know, a lot of women are saying, I can't believe you're this type of person. But they know people like Amber Heard. They, they may have been Amber Heard at some point in their lives. But nobody's saying she deserves to be in jail. Nobody says that, but they know she's a liar. They know she's a liar and some women are offended by it. But what's what's going to happen to Amber Heard? Not nothing, really. I mean, she might, you know, they're suing her for um, for basic defamation of character. There's no jail penalty. She's not going to jail. This is why she keeps up the charade. She knows she's not going to lose anything. 
she know at some particular point society will forgive her and say oh well you know you just went through an episode and she'll end up manipulating someone else if i'm not mistaken somebody told me she's having elon's this is allegedly by the way she's having elon musk's um uh whatever embryo i don't know what they call it right so she was able to leap from johnny depp and somehow if i'm not mistaken somebody told me this i haven't looked it up she's actually got elon musk's embryo inside her body i mean listen sometimes a lie can allow them to escalate all the way up the social ladder if i'm not mistaken somebody look that up for me um but um he says baby already born from surrogacy so there you go the baby's already born for surrogacy so that's what i'm talking about that's literally the hypergamy the lying the being vindictive and she worked her way up the hierarchy Somebody says from Depp to Franco to Elon Musk. All right. I don't know. Somebody look it up for me. There was a surrogate born, but they don't know. They don't know if it's Elon's seed. I mean, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of cloudy around the story. But from what I understand, how do you even go from Johnny Depp to Elon Musk? <laughs> like that that has to be considered. It is it, if it's from Sergey, it's not really his, is it really? All right. Somebody said this is real. So anyway, I don't know, man. Go look it up yourself. That's why I said allegedly. But I think she did have a connection with Elon Musk shortly, short term. I mean, there you go, right there. <laughs> you hit the Elon Musk. So um, and shout out to Elon Musk. Go ahead and buy YouTube if you can. All right. <laughs> Help her brother out. Anyway. Before we get into that, I'm going to acknowledge the people who are contributing to the show today. Your voice can be heard here, dollar sign, CGA Live on the Cash app, or on PayPal, which is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. You'll be um, pushed towards a, a, a thing that says something about a fitness program or something like that, a performance training. That is definitely the CGA uh, that you want to hit right there. So we're going to, before these things get out of control, I'm going to read some up front so we don't spend too much time. And I got a couple of funny videos to play leading up. By the way, this is a podcast. Relax, chill, do your job at, do, do your work at the, you know, at your little job or, you know, put your headphones in and don't let Susie from Human Resources see you. You know, when she comes across with her docker, she's hiding on Derrico's names and all that. All right. Don't let her hear you watching me. Or hear you listening to me. Just chill. Relax, chill. And don't rush. All right, shout out to Warhammer. He says, never believe what a 304 has to say. Uh, we'll talk about where that comes from in our country. Uh, this is a little bit of a manipulation. Um, because our country has been training young women to lie and give it a pass. I actually have some articles written by women as to why women lie. They categorize the lies. They can't they categorize the lies by severity and then they gave excuses to why women lie, admitting that they lie more. So ladies come in here. I know you're coming in here. Oh, men lie. And I got manipulating a lie too. And they're gonna tell you why men lie. All right. There's two reasons why men lie. They'll tell you what those are. And I've already admitted men are gonna lie. Oftentimes, if we get caught in these lies too many times, it's gonna be considered illegal or we can lose our freedom. I mean, there's a simply they can turn it and make it the other way and become a victim. And then now the guy's going to jail and then now he's trying to figure there's a lot of collateral damage related to uh, um, a woman lying. And then if a man gets caught in a lie, there's collateral damage as well. He often has to pay for lying or at least he has to explain himself. What we're saying is women lie and they get a pass for it. All right. That's that's the key. 
Not that men don't lie. Yes, men lie. And when they get caught, they get thrown in the slammer. All right. Or when they get caught, they get made out to be a rapist, toucher, violator, or manipulator. Yeah. Remember the guy who, um, the Tinder swindler? They made a whole TV series out of him. And by the time you made the watch the video, you were like, these people are idiots. The women who got caught by the Tinder swindler were dumbasses. That was the that was the final conclusion of the episode, but no, it wasn't. And then they were trying to get they were trying to get um what do you call it? GoFundMe's to pay off the debt that their dumbass made to the Tinder swindler. All right, come on, man. This is what I'm talking about. Yes, he got caught in a lie. His reputation got ripped down. Instagram took his account. I mean, and then they got they got up, up in there crying. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Shout out to David McFarlane over there on the cash app appreciate you mr gourmet cga is the best part of my day we are here simon small again again and again let's finally give you a round of applause xl pro services only men are held accountable that is the reality of the situation so again we're not complaining what i'm doing on this show we're not complaining but what i'm doing is educating men what to look out for all right and because just like our guy, the guy that we did a story on in the Michigan State guy, the basketball player that got shot when he went over there and he ran over there and because some woman called him, oh, Pookie is over here doing me bad again. And then he goes over there and he loses his life. That's what we're talking about. Now, uh, you have to understand the damsel in distress story is, a, is almost every woman uses damsel in distress. All right. We've been told and taught by fairy tales, stories, parables tales, um, and uh, mythology, even religion, uh, that when women lie, I mean, when they when they play the damsel in distress, you're supposed to jump right to the, oh, let me, feel, okay, I'll, fi I'll fix it. Here I am. I'm going to captain save you right now. We've been taught that. It's almost ingrained in our culture. And then what happens is you end up putting yourself in harm's way, and you don't even know why she got in that situation. I'm going to play you a fairy tale and I'm going to break it down to you just so you know and understand what I'm talking about. And then she plays the victim. You lose your life being a dumbass because you believed her. You didn't ask questions. You didn't say, wait, hold up. How come you haven't left that man? How come you, this is the fourth time you calling me? What did you do? We gave you the statistics on domestic violation in which 70% of domestic violation incidences are instigated by women. And then they end up playing the victim 100% of the time because they do suffer the injuries. Sometimes they get the consequences right away. And then even when they suffer injuries, they then continue to play the victim and damsel in distress. It is an evil game. And we've been playing this game since elementary school playground. I'm going to break down the anatomy of a lie. Okay, we're gonna, this is going to be a buckle up. This show is going to be an education. There will be some entertainment as well. Be Real Mahogany is in here. He says women, children can afford to be careless, not men. Yes, they don't rescue us. They don't rescue us, guys. We're, they can afford to be careless and somebody will rescue them. Women today need help. All right, I've, I've, I've sat across many a junior college girls. You know, I just need a little help. And you know what they mean. You got to do what you got to do to break her heart. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Ladies, you got to do what you got to do. They out here, you know, I'm a good, strong, independent woman. I run a business. Uh, I work in human resources, but sometimes a girl needs a little help. What a girl wants, what a girl needs, what a girl wants, 
What a girl, a guy. I got money to be there for her. What a girl needs. <laughs> All right. What a girl. Hey, what they need, they need a little help. I love that one, ladies. Hey, 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 this is what they say. I got money. They be like, you know, I do well. I'm a single mother. I have a business. I have a job. But sometimes a girl needs some help. <laughs> they be saying it with a straight face too i'll be like boy i live it okay lady here's what you're gonna need to do i mean come on <laughs> i can help <laughs> Jesus. oh man all she trying to say is you know what i can have i can have relationships out here for free but i'll take some help mm. <laughs> Oh, man, what a world we live in. Shout out to Boob. He says, great sermon last night, brethren. Sometimes the spirit of Elijah takes over, and I have to go ahead and, you know, let the spirit lead me. Shout out to David. He hits me with the laughing emoji, and uh, it looks like we're ready to rip and roar, ready to go. Let me check in on PayPal for a second just in case because I don't want to get too far, far behind on the chats. There's just too much foolishness going out in this world. Who is this in here? We do got three. We got three. Thank you, brothers. Hey, somebody says, I already have a ticket on the first level for Titans-Bills game, and I'm a Bills fan, of course. I don't have 304s, so I can afford this. Appreciate you. Did they release the football schedule already? God dang, man, I'm already behind. I'm supposed to be first. I'm supposed to be first <laughs> in line because I got football tickets to purchase. Uh, Raiders going to be in town in California twice, and I'm trying to go. Yeah, it's a mess. He says, never lead with your wallet because if you uh, do not, wait, if you do not matter, he says, how good of a woman you uh, you have, she will turn into a money-hungry beast. 500 million Johnny Depp to 100 billion Elon Musk. That was strategic by Amber to make Depp feel like less of a man. Okay, so I see what you're saying. So um, her her ability to jump to Elon Musk you know, Depp did probably feel some sort of way, right? She's like, he's like, oh, she, you know, anytime you try this with, with ladies and girls and women and you try this, well, you'll be nothing without me. They can simply go find a bigger and better guy, proposition him, and it's over. It's a wrap and make you feel some sort of way. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody said, oh, Avery Van says, coach, you can add the PayPal links to the live chat. So that it makes it easier. That's our Avery Vans over there. Um, yes, we can. All right. But um, maybe you can too. All right. Because I'm sitting here doing the chat. I'm doing the show. Uh, last one. Smoking that Padron 1964 anniversary edition cigar. Shout out to you. Uh, it's a great cigar. All right. I, I like that cigar. That's one of my favorites. The Padron 1964 anniversary edition. It's a smaller one, but they do make them larger. Pause. And in all of that, where are we at? Let's get into the show. I got some great videos to show you, but we're going to talk about the lying. All right. The lying and all of that stuff. Let me make sure I share the right tab with you or you might see my collection of feed pictures. All right. Let me give you an update on this one. Shout out to Atlanta Street Interviews. Uh, I've done several videos with him and um, and I want to showcase and highlight his channel. It looks like he's potentially growing. He's at 30,000 subscribers. Last time I showed a video of him. He was at 20,000 subscribers. So congratulations to him. 
He's growing this channel and he's continuing to do what he does. Let's keep, uh, let's send us a like and subscribe over here. This is something that I talk about um, that, that men can't grow and mature out of being the ladies man. And sometimes being the ladies man first before you get that money is going to set you back. So this is an update of a man from Chicago who, who, identifies himself as a ladies man unfortunately he's met hard times and he's homeless but he's going to provide proof that even as a homeless guy the ladies man act continues to get him low quality women or what he perceives to be higher quality older woman okay so fair use as we do over here i know people always trying to give me copyrights and claims and trying to take money from me which y'all can't do no more because look <laughs> I don't get money no more, but here we go. Hey, 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 ho, hey, hey. You see the fair use right there. You know, man, you can read. All right, everybody can read. Let's get back to this particular part of the show. Uh, let's see here. This is a guy who's a ladies' man. I've been warning you against this philosophy because at some point you'll be an old ladies' man. All right, and it doesn't look good. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, let's play it. How has everything been since the, the video? And I've been getting basically flooded with. Let's start from here. here with another update. So we got my man from Chicago, man. So Chi Town, stand up. Chi Town, represent. You know, you had a pretty popular video, man. You know, you was definitely, uh, you know, popular with the ladies. Yeah, just for any single older women, Caucasian, it don't matter what race you know, I'm Italian, black, Indian. But if any older women, I prefer a, a retired, maybe a judge or, you know what I'm saying, a, something in the judicial system that wants a strong, very endowed man that still got it going on in the bed, man, give me a call, man, I, 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 I will set you straight and make you feel like the woman you should feel. Now, most women have, most women comes. I'm talking about orgasm. I only deal with orgasms. So if you want to have an orgasm and you want your toes to curl and legs to lock up, then I'm the one. So by, by that being said, hit me up and then we'll talk. Other than that, God, I would bless, bless. Hey, man. Okay, so let's just frame this for what <laughs> Jesus Christ. So for people who think I only go in hard on women, I'm about to rip this dude the hell up. All right. I'm about to rip this dude the hell up. Let me do this. Um, let's get one thing straight. This is what happens to you running game ass, uh, Poe pimping, uh, running game ass, old ass, 48 year old. Th this is what <laughs> you, you homeless, bro. <laughs> you homeless. This is the true hobosexual, man. You're homeless. You need to focus on one damn thing. There ain't nothing worse than guys that leech off of women. All right. And then they use their sexual prowess. You talk about you want your hamstrings to lock up. <laughs> Come on, man. Well endowed. And then he's reaching for retired judges. Now he's banging low quality. Right. I mean, listen, the women could have good careers. That doesn't make you good quality. All right. Now he's aiming for older women who got some money. Yikes. Unbelievable. He he's a homosexual. He, he he's going, I need a place to stay. Uh, I'll, I'll lock them legs up. I'll have you only deal with orgasms. He he don't care the race. 
He don't care the race. He like uh, white, Caucasian, Indian, Italian. He don't care. This is un. This is what I teach you not to be. See, I know, I know everybody wants to down me because I'm trying to tell you not to go get, you know, peace. I never tell you to not go get no peace. Leave. What I tell you is get your priorities straight, please, gentlemen. This is what you're going to end up looking like. All right. You're going to end up on YouTube talking about <laughs> you end up YouTube talking about I'm a, I know how to put it down in the bedroom at 50. Mm. Bruh. Now, with that being said, he said women reaching out to him. Now, yeah, he need to do a couple push-ups too. But look, he's saying women are reaching out to him. But you know, obviously, these are you know, uh, you know, the, never trust that older women ain't out here were skeezers back when they were younger, and they're still skeezers. All right, and so um, they're out here going, I want to see how long it is. Come blow my back out. But but some of you guys will say that's winning. Well, coach, he's getting girls to uh, uh, have them come blow their back out. But that don't mean you're winning. These are straggle daggles, reform skeezers. Back in the day, they used to shake their butt for BBD. Some of them, though, you know, they was kind of acting like they didn't believe you or this or that and the third, man. So, I mean, how has everything been since the, the video? And I've been getting basically flooded with, with, with emails, flooded with phone calls, you know, pictures. Um, women wanted me to fly to Peoria, fly to um, California, um, Detroit. Yeah, quite a, quite a few spots. Okay, man. Okay. And so, I mean, so are you planning on doing any of that? Or like, I guess some people would ask, well, then why are you still homeless? Well, I'm still homeless because I'm going through a program and it's the steps you have to take. But at the same time, it's the steps to success. There's a lady in here, Jasmine. Shout out to Jasmine. She says, what? Yes, just wait till we get there. There's women. He got the proof. He got the receipts. There's women that watched his video and said, come on and fly out. You feel like going and doing any of that stuff would be a distraction, will pull you out the program, and will basically set you back, put right. you in a place to where you'd be, you know, potentially homeless again if something happened with whatever that situation was. Right, right. So that that's, I don't want to be, I don't want to have to depend on someone. I want to be able to have my own dough key to turn my own lock and go in my own place. He wants his own dough key. But yeah, he's he's obviously on a drug program. All right. He's trying to he's he he left that part out. But he's on a drug program. He's he wants to finish up. But he wants his own dough key so he can unlock the dough. So okay, that's man. basically what I'm I'm on is, is self-priority, self-motivation, self-preservation. Oh, good. All right. So now he gets it at 49, unfortunately. All right. All right. And so, um, so I mean, what type of stuff are these women talking about, man? Well, quite a few of them want to see body parts. Want to um, there you go. Talk vulgar language. There it, there it is. There's an old straggle daggle right there. An old one, uh, you know, she 49, 50, 55. She look, I just want I just seen your interview bragging about your salami. Let big mama see it. Send it. <laughs> send it. She said, send that damn thing. Here's my name. Here I am with her sexy Tinder picture. There it is. Clown. I mean, receipt number one. Which, you know, just have any of them seen your body parts? No, I haven't seen no body parts. Yet. Okay, so you haven't you haven't done any, you haven't substantiated no, with any of the ladies. No, no, Here's another one. Deeper than that. Here's another one. Queen something. 
you know, it's always going to be queen or a flavor. Queen, but queen caramel, queen hot chocolate, queen uh, Godiva, queen, or it's going to be some reference to some skin color, queen caramel. All right, here it is. Hi, I just seen your Atlanta Street interview. My name is so-and-so, Queen Caramel. I'm 59-year-old, single and retired, drug-free, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm five foot four. She, yo. <laughs> yeah. Five foot four, curvy, 180. I'm very active. This is a dating profile. I'm a spiritual woman. I believe in a higher power. Let's talk more. And he probably like, I'm about to beat that up. You know, I'm I'm 50 years old. Damn, the Amalams in the background. It's old and it's like, um, that's teenage stuff. Okay, you know, okay. So, no, I haven't seen no body parts. All right. But I've seen body parts. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. Here's another one. He says, when I see all of you, when I see all of you, what you want to see, baby? Uh-oh. There you go. You got to watch them older women in the community. You got to watch them bears. All right, them bears don't play, man. Them bears out here, they just want to get pounded out. All right, so don't think your mama, your grandmama, and all of them ain't out here trying to hit your boy up. They've been dealing with dudes like this since the 1980s. They've been dealing with dudes like this since the 1980s, and he's been clapping that thing. Oh, disastrous. Say body parts to you. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, um... Like, I don't even have to ask for it. And, and, it, and it, I look at my phone and boom, I see some tits. Or I see the derriere or, you know, you know what I mean. The Amalam's coming through. Chill. Private parts. Right, right. So they sending all the stuff. Yes, sir. Okay, man. Okay. And so, I mean, so again, you know, I guess we're in the program. You know. All right. So that's enough of that. He's trying to get through the program and all that stuff. I thought that was pretty funny to share with you guys. I don't want you to be him. I don't want you to be an old player, old Mac like this guy. You know what I mean? He got his life out of control, and he's dealing with straggle-daggles. He's trying to get his life right, but he's in, he's not able to. He's saying the right things. He's obviously got drug problems or homeless financial problems, but he's being tempted. And as I say, he's they, they're tempting his tunny, tummy with the taste of nuts and honey. You know what I mean? Like, he can't shake it. He can't shake it. Like, and then even the previous interview, he like, hey, uh, any judges, retired judges? He can't shake it. He can't, he can't put it behind him. He can't take six months off and say, you know what? This peace league, probably the thing that got me in trouble. What a world, man, we live in. But there's another example. That's old pickup artists right there. That's old pickup artists. He's still stuck. Guys, you got to get unstuck from pickup and game. You got, you got to get unstuck. All right. If you don't, it's going to be the death of you. It's going to end you. It's going to ruin you financially. <laughs> All right. Somebody says he effed the judge. I'm sure he did. I can, I guarantee you he did. And he's still bragging about it. Uh, here's a funny video. The modern woman by here, Maria Oaks. <laughs> Let's take a look. We're having fun today. Shout out to the ladies who can cook and clean and all that. You know, that's a lost art. Uh, obviously, the uh oh, the ambulance is gonna be oh, coming. Shit, oh, shit. oh, oh fuck, man, she got fuck, problems. Fuck, fuck. Oh, god, fuck, fuck, fuck. I don't know what to do, guys. She on a live do. stream. Shit. Is help. this TikTok? Help, help, help. So she got her subs, how to add time. She got her she got her she got her coinage up here. She got birthday sub goals over here. She got one sub equals this and that. Now she decided to cook. <laughs> help. 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 Hey, 
Help. Remember these words. Help. This is damsel in distress yet once again. This word help is going to come back again. Help. help. I don't know what to do, you guys. Guys, I don't know what to do. Jeez. <laughs> Damn, the smoke alarm oh, going shit, off. Shit. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. I don't know what to do, guys. I don't know what to do. Shit. Help. 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 I don't know what to do. Put it back on the fire. Yeah, that's let's put it back on the hot stove. That probably is gonna help. <laughs> guys, guys, I don't know what to do. Okay, you know, I mean it's a challenge out here. Let's go ahead and give her an L. It's tough out here being late. You know, man, it's tough. You know, when you weren't Rick, when you were raised on, when you were raised on, um, when you were raised on takeout food and drive through and Uber eats, this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. Oh man. All right. Um, let's give you, um, another story here. This kind of sets up another one. So before I, this sets up the other one. So we're going to talk about the anatomy of a lie coming up next. Uh, we're going to tell you a story, read you a story about why women lie, why women admit to lying, the three lies that women admit to and why they say them. I mean, you're going to hear all kind of you're going to hear all kind of shuffling. OK, this is this is the day the shuffle was made for women. All right. They're going to be out here like this. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shit. I mean, God dang. What a world we live in. What a time to be alive. Don't you guys feel alive? I mean, the best thing, the, the best part of being alive is um the best part of being alive is understanding how the world works. Never take these, never be misled. All right. I'm trying to really waken men to what's going on here. All right, shout out to uh did I get uh shout out to Lone Wolf? He says donation coffee. Appreciate you. We didn't have to take long. Uh, let's see here. Oh, look who's here. Wow. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a long time and you owe me a lot of feet pictures. You know who I'm talking to. All right. So anyway, um, let's get into this. I, I should put this, you know, for Avery, you know, Avery does our timestamps and I was trying to, trying to, uh, you know, trying to help Avery out by putting up a banner, the anatomy of a woman's lie all right and if you're just joining us i've already talked about men lying the difference between a male lie and a female lie men's lies often end in a punishment or end up him being losing his reputation or jail or potentially losing his life all right uh, there was a classic scene in rosewood if you ever seen the movie rosewood there's a classic scene where a young girl um she she gets a she's having a, an affair and to cover up the affair, she blames um, she blames a black man for assaulting her, raping her. And then she runs out into the streets in hysterics. And then the black man loses his life. And then they torch the whole damn Rosewood. You know, <laughs> there's a story, another classic lie story that goes along with that. But those things have happened to men. And even if you weren't a part of the story initially, they can make you a part of the story. You're like, wait a minute. What? I did who? Me? Me? All right. And then all of a sudden you swing it from a tree. All right. That typically doesn't happen when men lie to women. All he gets is his salami wet. He gets to wet his whistle. 
All right, and then you know, and then it's hit, and then he breaks down. Yeah, the kill a mockingbird type of stuff. Uh, Emmett Till. I'm gonna get to that in a set in a second. But let's tell you how our culture has allowed the anatomy of the woman's lie to happen and her face very little punishment. As a reminder, paternity fraud is not illegal in our country. Somebody can pin a baby on you and be known to be lying, then find out and to be discovered, discovered to be lying and admit they were lying, and then they face no penalty. This is what we're talking about. This is how heavy the lies can get. And then people give them a pass. So here's the thing. The first thing that happens, the anatomy of a woman's lie, is the first thing that they do is they rush to get their story out first. Anytime you remember this in elementary school, something happened on the play playground, and then, uh, or you have sisters or something like that. And then something happens, and they immediately rush to go tell. I'm going to tell. And then they walk to go tattletale on you. Now, many times you knew that they were going to lie. What you going to tell on? I ain't going to get in trouble. And then you thought teacher's going to realize she's lying. And then she runs there. She rushes to get the story out first. And then by virtue of her getting the story out first, they come to you. Hey, did you do such and such? And you're like, no, nah, I didn't do none of that. But it's hard for you. And then when you explain the story, it's hard for them to believe you because she's got the story out first. This is what happens in court, right? In court, oftentimes the woman brings the lawsuit first. She is the person who initiates the lawsuit. You respond. And then the respond, once you're standing in court, she's telling the story. And then the judge says, well, what's your story? You tell a story and it ain't even believable based on the story and details that she's provided. And you're like, damn. So the anatomy of the lie is first, the person has to get the lie out first. They have to tell their story first and they rush to get the story out. That's uh, anatomy uh, number one. Number two, they use the court of public opinion in which then they have to use social media. Now Facebook is the way you lie. But before that, they basically get the gender, the gender preference, which is basically gender own group preference. They get, um, they, they go to the girls first. All right, so the woman knows she's not going to go to the boys first. She's going to have to first get the uh, court of public opinion on her side by getting the girls on her side first. And the girls will be like, oh, how dare he? Then they work on the simps on the boy side. They go find the weakest males or they go find the protector male, the captain save them, and then they get them on their side. So they'll go to Pookie and Ray Ray over here that they used to fornicate with. Now they'll come over here and then, that, hey, he did this, he did that. And then you're so dumb, you don't even know how manipulation works. You believe it too. And now not only does she have the authorities on her side, she now has the court of public opinion. All right. Now, these are the things that men typically don't do. If you if you tried to do it, they would say, oh, man, suck it up, man. Oh, you weak. Oh, why are you out here telling this stuff? Keep that stuff private. They'll tell you to keep it private. Man, why are you talking about this? All right. You should handle it better. They would blame him. Okay. Now, when they don't do that to her. They basically, oh, poor you, poor, right? Damsel in distress. And that's what our country has trained people to through fairy tales, myth, and mythology. Anatomy of a lie, number three. The woman tells her story. She gets it out to the court of public opinion. The authorities are somewhat on her side because she told the story first. And then when you say she's lying, she's going to say, why would I lie? Mm. She's not going to say, I'm not lying. She's going to say, why would I lie? And this goes along with the manipulative uh, hashtag, believe all women. Now, listen, I don't trust very many human beings. I know human beings are liars. All right, it's a, it's a part of our nature. And there's reasons why we do it. 
But to say manipulatively, believe all women, that is a manipulation on a high grand scale. Because we've known women to be liars. You know why? Because sometimes they lie out of spite. Sometimes they lie out of jealousy. Sometimes they lie to protect themselves. Sometimes they lie because they're scorned. Sometimes they lie because they're vengeful. Sometimes they lie to get revenge. Sometimes they lie to gain your trust. They lie all the time. And a matter of fact, I have two articles written by women that will tell you we lie and we lie the most. And this is why we lie. So don't blame us. We lie. So to say to believe all women is actually very misleading. It's manipulative. And it plays to the damsel in distress. It plays to the weakest male. It plays to the save the, the captain save them. Why would she lie? They be lying, bro. <laughs> to escape punishment. They lie all the time. Men lie too. But what I'm saying is to say they, they that they don't lie is bad training. Now, if all of that happens, the fourth part of the anatomy of the lie is when all else fails, use emotion. When all else fails, use emotion. So what if the lie is going left, a.k.a. Um, Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion, if the lie is going left, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, now use emotions, tears. Tears are good. Break down and cry. Oh, man, get them crocodile tears out. Now it's time to cry. Now it's time to turn on the waterworks. And now we've seen this. Remember, there was a woman named Amber Geiger in the Dallas police shooting trial who immediately went to tears while she was on the stand. Now, everybody knew what was going on. You're like, oh, here we go. But now if I say women use tears to protect themselves from a lie, people say, oh, this is just not, this is not true. But you know it's true and you know when you see it. Meg Thee Stallion recently tried to do this on her interview with uh, Gail King. And everybody knew, oh, oh, she's going to the tears or they'll go to a sob story. Well, I'm in therapy and I've been traumatized when I was when I was three years old. I'm now 56 years old. But when I was three, I was traumatized. The tears, right? Or anger. And I gave you this quote not too long ago about anger. If you go to my Twitter, I have it here. And there's a quote by this guy, Eric Maria Remark. And it says, if a woman is angry, it means she is not only wrong, but also she knows it. All right. So if there's something that happens and you say, you know what? I, and you call her out on her BS. If the tears don't work, anger will. And she might sometimes reach out, reach out to attack you, reach out to scream at you. Um, so if uh, this is called the simp wolf whistle, many times in public, they'll, uh, uh, they'll lash out at you in anger. And that is to notify all the captain sabums and the simps that she's losing the battle and some reason she's attacking you and then when everybody comes over they're gonna say what did you do to her what did you do to her why would she lash out at you well that's because you're untrained and you have an untrained eye you don't know how you're being manipulated not every reason a woman's lashing out at you is because she's a victim. Sometimes it's because she's about to be exposed and she has to siren and simp wolf whistle to everybody else. And this is the use of the court of public opinion. Okay, now she's trying to garner um, the damsel in distress. Hey, help me. But instead of saying help me, she said, why would you do that? And she's going after you. So when you see something like that, you immediately supposed to go, hmm, why is she that angry at him? He either did something or she did something. It's one or the other. But it's never always he messed up. And what people will do is automatically assume he messed up. 
because she's angry. Anger is a way to hide guilt. Many times the most people that are angry is, are the guiltiest. <laughs> and finally, finally, the anatomy of a lie to escape accountability. So even if, if, if she goes to the emotions and she's crying or angry, you're dealing with the anger. If she's able to garner sympathy from a past event 15 years ago, well, one day I got attacked in the college dorm. What does that have to do with today? What does that have to do with today's event? Most people aren't willing to do that. Well, you know, well, 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 obviously you're angry. Let cooler heads prevail. Well, why don't you calm down? And then she escapes the accountability of the action that was there previously, just there. And she's able to go way back and deep, deep, all the way back into something that happened. Well, I was divorced and my daddy left me. What, do, what does that have to do with right now? Why you robbed the bank? Okay. But this is the anatomy of the lie. And the way people have been taught to lie. And you know what's worse when they get caught or when they get a pass and they'll wink at their girlfriend. <laughs> See? Mm -hmm. And they previously just been crying and then they, they get let off. They'll turn around. <laughs> you like, God dang. Or they'll wink at you or they give you this. They give you that right there. Mm-hmm. 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 Can you do your eyebrows like that? Mm-hmm. That's how they hit you. And you're like, you son of a. <laughs> but in our culture right here, this is the story of how in our culture, we, we deal with the damsel in distress. It goes back to tales and fables and fairy tales and mythology. And I'm going to go take you back to the Goldilocks and the Three Bears, right? Mm. Hopefully they don't copyright me. But this is the shortest video I can find on it. I didn't want a long video. But um, this is a story about a woman, a young girl, who is a damsel in distress. She was doing something and got misled. She ended up at Three Bears' houses. <laughs> uh, I want you to know these stories came about are steeped in racism. I don't normally knock against racism, but I know good and damn well three bears don't live in a house. This normally is aimed at another minority, ethnic minority, meaning could be Jewish people they're talking about, could be black people they're talking about, could be some sort of ethnic minority they're talking about in which the blonde white woman goes and ventures into an ethnic minority neighborhood and abuses their stuff, robs their house. <laughs> and if you don't believe me on that, just look up the story of uh, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. Okay? Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo will tell you real quick, the original lyrics says, catch not a tiger by his toe. There's something else that they said instead of tiger. So I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not one to bring up excuses on racism. However, she ended up on the wrong side of the block and bears don't live in house nor eat porridge. So three, <laughs> three ninjas houses she robbed. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> here we go. Lots and the three bears. <laughs> Once there lived a little girl. Her name was. Goldilocks. Once, she went into the woods to gather some flowers. Yeah, they always just, you know, I was doing nothing. Poor me, oh me. I was just doing nothing. 
she saw a house. It was the house of the three bears. Goldilocks. The three bears. Yeah. yeah. Is it bears? Dogs went inside the house. There was nobody inside. Now, you know she's in trouble. She about to steal, rape, rob, and pillage up in there. All right, them three bears. Or ligers. Or nigers. The three bears had gone out for a walk. Goldilocks saw three bowls of porridge on the table. She uh, grits. These were grits. Tasted the porridge in two bowls and then ate the porridge in the third bowl. Then she went into the bedroom and slept on the bed. A little while later, the bears came home. They saw the bowls on the bears came home. The table. Someone has eaten my porridge, said the baby bear. Then they went into the bedroom. Someone is sleeping in my bed. Now, you know, she destroyed all of this. She had all the porridge and sat in the chair, broke the chairs. She took watches. Remember the young Kaylee that took the watches and then she just went off into the sunset. Nobody's chasing her. Remember, I showed you that story. She, she went into that dude's house. She let him clap. And then came back out, stole the watches. She's missing. Nobody, ah, just don't worry. Ah, you know, learn next time. Said the baby bear. Goldilocks woke up and saw the three bears. Help! There it is. There it is. Did you see it? Did you hear it? Help. Help. Wait, you robbed my house, ma'am. Now you're going to run out of my house after you done robbed it, ate up all my grits. And then you're going to run out and say, I invited you in. You're going to act like I told you to clap the cheeks. You're going to go out there and tell everybody that you're the victim. And you're going to lie. I didn't eat up all the grits. I didn't eat up all the hog bogs. And I didn't eat up all the damn chitlins. I didn't eat up. I didn't break your chair. She went right to the victim mode. Help. Goldilocks woke up and saw the three bears. She woke up and saw the three bears. <laughs> <laughs> Help! She said and ran downstairs and into the forest. She never came back again. What's the moral of the story? She never came back again. However, did she get in trouble? Did she get arrested? Did she go out and play the victim? Did the bears get their house torched? I'm sure the bears came out. Somebody went out there and torched the bear's house like in Rosewood. All right, I can almost tell you that happened. Them three bears acted like they went back down to sit and eat their grits. Nuh-uh. There have been some dudes that in white hoods and white robes that came and put a cross in their lawn and torched the whole neighborhood. That's what happened. Okay, and people are like, nah, coach, you reaching. Oh, really? You know I do here. I don't reach, I teach. Okay, so what I'm going to do is tell you this story. I don't reach, I teach. So here it is. This is the Goldilocks and the Three Bears here. This is one of the most well-known American lies in American history. This woman here said this young black man from Chicago visiting Mississippi, M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, hump back, hump back, I, you can't trust I because I am them and them. So anyway, here it is. This woman here got a young boy from Chicago all torn up. And here she is in court. Look at her. I don't know why this screen is doing this, but I got to make this picture larger. 
Pause. Here's Goldilocks right here. Here's, here's Goldilocks right here, bro. Look at how she's acting right now in the court. Look at her. Oh, boy, this is all too much. This is too, too much. Oh, my gosh. Can we just get this over with? You know, we're all innocent. Help. <laughs> Look at her. Oh, boy. Can we? She's doing the Amber Heard right now. This is the legacy of the lie. And she ended up proving later, now in her 80s, living in Raleigh, North Carolina, she has no comment publicly on calls for her prosecution. What happened? Well, she said, she said, I've read this story before, but we got to literally get this story out. Oh, come on. Now I got to make it smaller. She done said, where is that? Sorry. Hold on for a second. Why, why can't I get where I want on this story right here? Oh, my goodness. The Justin, where's the story? Oh, here it is right here. Uh, Till, here's Emmett Till right here, age 14. It says Till was 14, 14 years old from Chicago, visiting relatives in Mississippi. When he entered a store on August 24, 1955, Donham, Donham, which is the woman, then 21, was working inside. A Till relative who was there at the time, Wheeler Parker, told the Associated Press that Till whistled at the woman. And then Donham told that Till testified that Till grabbed her. I know she's lying, right? But why would he go up and grab the woman? Two nights later, Donham's then husband, Roy Bryan, and his, and his half brother, J.W. Millen, showed up armed at the Bears' house at a rural house in Till's great uncle, uh, Mose, I think it's Mose Wright, looking for the youth. And then Wright testified in 1955 that a person with a voice lighter than a man, identified Till from lighter than a man, meaning a woman. Wright testified that a, a that a person with a voice lighter than a man, which was a woman, identified Till from inside a pickup truck and the abductors took him away. Other evidence in the FBI files indicate that earlier that night, Donham told the husband that at least two other black men were not the right person. So they went looking they went into the field like the three little bears, right? They went into the field. They went to the other side of the tracks. They went into the rural area, and she, they went looking for guys. And then he was identified as the whistler. Authorities uh, already have – okay, so we'll get to this part right here. Um, as you guys know, they were acquitted of the murder charges, and um, then they were never even um, – in the other rival county, they refused to indict the men. This was in 1955's Mississippi. And um, on her deathbed confession, on her deathbed confession, this woman admitted, I made it all up. I made it up. Ah, you know, uh, you know. And here she is right here. So um, she carried this lie all the way until these men were dead. She was about to die. And then I believe she wrote a book. Ah, you, know, I, you know, it's a little white lie and all, you know. Believe all women, though. You know, this type of thing. And she never faced prosecution. No, they didn't throw her ass in the slammer. I know she was about to die. Well, she's about to die, so let bygones be bygones. See, this is what I'm talking about. She lied. She got a person killed. She basically was one of the three catalysts for the civil rights movement to start. All right, they brought all the Yankees to the South. That was one of the biggest catalysts to the beginning of the civil rights movement. 
All right, the Montgomery boycott, this one, and then um, Swarner, Goodman, and the other brother. All right, those are the three events that sparked the civil rights movement. And um, and it brought the Yankee media to the South. So with that being said, it caused collateral damage on epic proportion. This particular lie caused collateral damage on epic proportions. And she sat up there and was like, eh, I made it up and got nothing. That's what I'm talking about. You lie, you lie, and you get nothing. See, when men lie, they usually get a result. Oh, the church bombing, too. The church bombing, too. Yeah, the church bombings. The church bombings. That was another catalyst. But they lie and get nothing. That's normally the result. Well, you know, it was just, uh, and it changed the direction of the entire country for better or for worse. I don't know how, depending on how you want to look at it. This is what we're talking about. The significance of the lie. And even when it's super duper significant and somebody's life have been cost, they give them a pass. Explain it. This is what happens because our culture believes that, well, there was something else going on. And eventually she'll be like, well, my husband was abusive. I was scared of him. And he told me to do it or he was going to kill me or the three bears were bad. There's always going to be a way that they, they can uh, get themselves out of it. And I call it wriggle out of it. They wriggle out of it. Uh, here's the articles on the women here. Hold on. Let me close tabs. There's an article by women here based on a book by a woman. Just so you don't think I'm over here bashing. Little White Lies, Deep Dark Secrets by Susan Shapiro Barash. The truth about why women lie. Here's an article. Jo jo it looks like Joelle, Joelle Johnson is the writer. And I'm going to just assume that she's a woman too. But I'm going to read this. And it's going to basically, it, it's going to basically encompass everything that I'm telling you. I'm not here bashing. This is a big thing in our society that people have gotten away with for a long time. And they went with a wink and a smile. Nothing happened at the end. Millions of dollars been contributed to the case. Here it is again. I'll just go in here and tell them this. Nobody will believe you because you're a man. She literally said this. Well, I'm a little white, skinny woman, and you're a big old angry, lying ass man. Nobody will believe you. This is steep in our culture, and it's not something that I want to get you angry with. All you do now is you just basically say, all right, I see how this works. You have to admit that this is how it works. And when you admit this is how it works, you treat them accordingly. You don't put yourselves in bad situations. All right. It is rare. It's the rare little girl who isn't told that lying is wrong and something you never, ever do. The advice aside, it is rare adult women who doesn't uh, wait it's the rare adult woman who doesn't regularly lie to some degree or another maybe without even knowing it yeah <laughs> you're lying and don't even knowing it unlike men who lie mostly to get something they want like sex or a promotion women usually lie to hide the truth this is a woman writing this and it's based on another woman's book i don't want to hear nothing about me male woman bashing come on they're they're admitting it now they lie to protect themselves and other women. They lie to, for, and about their children. So this goes to the divorce court and family court. They go in there and lie. Nobody throws them in jail. And you prove that she's lying in child support court. You prove that she's lying in the family court. And they just, eh, eh, well, you know, nothing happens.
They lie about love and sex, body count, numbers, all that stuff. All right. Domestic violation, abusive relationships. They lie about money. And perhaps most sadly, they lie about their own happiness. I'm not happy. <laughs> they lie. Uh, uh, since we started, wait, since we all started intending to be good girls who speak only the truth, just how did the culture of women's lies get perpetuated? Well, simps, white knights, people who look at this message that I'm giving you as negative. And I'm basically trying to teach men how to protect themselves. But there's going to be some simp coming here, man. This is ridiculous. You're talking about women again so that I can take my foot off the gas. But these are women talking about women. According to Susan Shapiro Barash, author of Little White Lies, Deep Dark Secrets. By the way, Little White Lies is another racist slash gender uh, uh, argument that women use, right? Oh, it's just a little white lie. You never heard a guy. Or any guy, well, it was a little white lie. Nobody's ever said that for men. It's always gender towards women. Ah, she lied, but it was a little, it's just a little one. And the dude that lost his life, Emmett Till in the damn Tallahatchie River. And it's just a little white lie. Okay, um, the truth about why women lie, being told to be a good girl is really cold for keep your secret safe. Our mothers patted us on the head and set us off on the path to keep our secrets and telling lies in order to help us garner some power in life that might otherwise be powerless. Here comes the reaching, okay? Lies, lies then can help level the patriarchal playing field. Sheesh. Yeah, leverage. In this culture, women still feel the need to lie as a coping or survival mechanism, Shapiro says. When you are not in charge, you lie to save face or maybe your own neck and or to look better in the eyes of the ones running the show. Whether the person is your boss, your husband, your neighbor, or the traffic cop frowning at you on the side of the road. To put it in sports terms for men, telling lies is more of an offensive maneuver for women. Lying can be a major form of defense. All right. So, again, uh, lying to get ahead of the story, lying to uh, get the uh, public opinion on your side. Here it is. There's some more, guys. You want to hear more? Women also lie to hide their true feelings. This is the issue. This is the birth of the little white lie we tell so we don't hurt someone's feelings. Other more insidious lies are the ones we tell ourselves. This is a big one. The lies just seem so much easier than the truth. Boy, this is just so damn psychotic. But Barash, who interviewed 500 women for her book, sometimes these internal lies, which they lie to themselves quite often, they're often the best salesmen knowing that they have the worst product. You know, sometimes these internal lies are even subconscious. Here we go. This is just this is uh, separating yourself from the lie in the activity. Now she's saying it's in the back of our head. Because the truth is just too painful to acknowledge, even to ourselves. Consider the woman whose husband is abusive, but she denies it because it would be too financially or socially difficult to leave. Um, this is also why you can't believe that there's domestic abuse, because if she lies that there isn't, she could be lying that there is. This is the problem that Meg the Megan the Stallion has. Because now they're saying, oh, it was a... Glass and she says, Well, I lied about the incident on the police report to protect people. 
exactly what this woman's saying. Now she's saying what I'm saying is the truth now. The problem is you led with a lie. What, what is to make me believe that you're not lying again? This is the problem with women and when they lie. Because then they say, well, I'll tell you the truth now. Wait, hold up. Wait. What's the truth? I, I don't know when you're lying and when you're telling the truth. Unfortunately, women lie because we feel like so much is our fault. <laughs> this is the accountability. A friend said to me, how could you write this book? Isn't it hard enough for women? So the women are saying, why are you telling the code here? And Shapiro says, but I actually wrote it to allow women to be set free from the need to lie. Life and telling the truth would be so much simpler for women if less were expected of them. So she's saying, y'all need to stop lying out here. Life, you could free yourself if you stop lying. Isn't this interesting psychology? This is unreal. Uh, this is crazy. So now she's going to separate. She's going to separate the three lies. Let's go through this and then we'll do some cash apps. Let me see. Are there enough cash apps? Let your voice be heard on this topic. Let's see. Sometimes. No, they're not enough. So I'm going to keep going. Uh, if Shapiro's, in Shapiro's experience, the lines women tell typically fall into specific categories of deception. Hold up for a second. Hold up for a second. Oh, boy. Now we're going to get how the lies are... Unreal. Here are the specific categories of deception from women's lies. Uh, the compassionate lie. They're almost unique to females. <laughs> I remember all that. This is not. This is, I didn't write this. Women wrote this. These are the white lies that soften the hard, the harsh edges of reality, and often. Sound like gentle cheerleading. Quote, that dress looks great on you. Of course, I don't mind if you date my ex-boyfriend. Or, that dinner was fabulous. If men tell you an outfit doesn't make you look fat, he may simply be maneuvering to get you both out the door to meet his friends at the bar. When a girlfriend says, sure, you can rock a tiny bikini, she just might be protecting your friendship. The problem with these compassionate lies is that women take it upon themselves to protect others, which is an isolating position, not to mention the fact that compassionate lies can often backfire. This is one of the reasons the compassionate lies, one of the reasons women don't trust each other. All right. But the, the conundrum in that is that while women don't trust each other, men don't trust women and we get persecuted for it. You see what I mean? This is the conundrum of society. Women know other women are lying to them. Women don't trust other women around their men. And they'll even lie to say that they do. Oh, I don't worry about that. I know nothing will ever happen. Inevitably, it does. Oh, I'm caught off guard. No, you're not. You lied to yourself. And this woman admitted that women lie to themselves. And if you stop lying, you actually can be free of yourself. So when men don't trust women, we're at fault. How come you not can trust her? Why, why would she lie and believe all women? But if you ask two women, they know when the other one's lying. It's weird. It is what we deal with. And unfortunately, this is what we have to deal with. This is kind of like juvenile behavior on steroids. Now she's going to talk about the betterment lie. And it has the ability to improve the overall situation. Shapiro calls it the bread and butter of female lies. 
It typically involves women doing what they feel they simply have to do for the people they love, usually their husbands and children. These lies, for instance, often paint a rosier picture of family life or of a woman's sense of satisfaction with their lives. I'm not happy. <laughs> it says women also tell betterment lies to other women as part of an old age game of female rivalry. Female rivalry. This is, again, why women know that uh, women are lying. But then when it comes to uh, if you if you take. If you take another woman out of the situation and put a man there, they'll believe the woman. And, and you're going, but if it was two women there, you know that there's a lie. One of them got to be lying. And they know inevitably that's the case. Uh, the lie by omission is another lie that we do not uh, we do not hold women accountable for, in which they leave out details specifically to make themselves look good, right? And then eventually you will find out that detail. It would make them be put in a negative light and people then say, oh, well, let's just let bygones to be bygones. They'll mentally just like, oh, let's move all of this over. Okay. All right. She, okay. It's exp she's exposed as a liar. Let's just, let's just move forward. It says right here, a survival lie is used to protect the secret that seems too large for honesty. A lie a woman feels is necessary to preserve her current living situation. Meaning I don't sell no peace lead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right or not that many or not all yeah yeah all right this is fooling yourself you're, you're fooling yourself or i don't need no man and then you have a job a career or a male boss you got you got a guy that gives you money for sex every now and then it <laughs> you got a boyfriend a husband but this is here to preserve her current living situation these are the lies wait these are the lies about babies conceived when the husband was out of town and about the real reason for being let go from her job. Oh, yeah, we heard that one. I showed up late once and they fired me. I showed up late to work and they said, that's it, you're fired. And they won't say they showed up late to work 15 times and they were warned and they had probation. And, uh, you know, they were told that the next time you show up late without calling, you're done. And then they won't they'll leave that part out. And people will give them a pass. You're afraid to challenge them. These are the lies that sometimes uh, that are sometimes carried out through silence as much as they are with words. I'm going to continue. Interestingly, interestingly, women justify beneficial lies as being more important than the truth. Lying about finances, such as credit history, in order to move forward on an important business deal, for example, could be explained away as, quote, hurting no one but helping someone. Guys, these are things that I've been saying for a long time, and they've been calling me a hater. But now here's this person right here breaking it down. It's nearly impossible for women not to lie, insists Barash. <laughs> Did you hear that? I'm going to read that again. It's nearly Listen, it's nearly impossible for any human being not to lie. But in our culture, we think that this is that she's not lying. <laughs> it's nearly impossible for women not to lie in cis barrage. There are certainly lies that keep us civilized and keep a smooth social machine going, but other lies are devious and damaging and can't even prevent, prevent someone from getting the help they need, such as in the case of an abusive wife or a child with a drug problem. Mother likely knew best 
when she advised us not to lie. Feminist poet Adrian Rich offers another compelling argument for why women should lie less. Quote, when a woman tells the truth, she is creating the possibility for more truth around her. All right. Sometimes feminists, was they were our allies for quite a minute. Right. Some some of the older ones were our allies. Now we have a lot of them that are are um, not our allies. Here's another article. Uh, why do women lie more than men? Here's this female author. Because we're nicer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lie because we're nicer human beings. <laughs> you can't make this up. Uh, soothing untruths show human sociali uh, socialization at, at its most craftiest and sophisticated. No, one, no wonder women are so good at them. Sorry, I stumbled. A new poll suggests that women are twice as likely to lie as men. If respondents were telling the truth, that is, it may be irritating to be told yet again that women are more morally slippery than men, just as in Genesis. But one could also argue that women lie because we are nicer. You can't make this stuff up. The survey fund, wait, the survey funded by an insurance company found that an overwhelmingly majority of lies were told in order to make someone feel better to avoid trouble, or to make life simpler and very rarely false insurance claims. This was true both of both men and women's lives. That only clear, wait, the only clear difference being that women did it more, sometimes apparently up to 30 times a day. Let me say that part again. This was true of both men and women's lives. The only clear difference between the women between that, women did it more often, some apparently up to 30 times a day. This is not a man writing this article. Her name is Anuchka, Anuchka Bruce. Somebody says, why is insurance company doing studies on us? <laughs> because they are not, they don't want to give up their scam. No, they, <laughs> they want to prevent giving money away on scams. All right, that's why they're doing the study. So they're trying to figure out, wait, why are we getting scammed by all these women? Probably. That's why they did the study. So what is it? Life insurance scams. Oh, my husband slipped down the damn store. Or he slipped down the stairs going into the basement and he was holding a firearm and shot himself in the head. Life insurance pay up. So what is it that makes women so delightful if untrustworthy? It seems that whatever side of the born may debate you favor, you will find plenty of evidence to support the idea that women are inclined to be kind. In the nature camp, we have the notion that women are biologically programmed to care for helpless babies. This means that we not only have soft, cuddly, fat-retaining bodies. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not, I, didn't, I didn't write this. It says, but that our brains are constructed in such a way that makes us communicative and understanding. In the nurture camp, we might hear that women have been coerced into being uh, caring and accommodating as part of a long-term brainwashing campaign. What in the hell? How come you just can't say you're a liar? You're a liar. You tried to mislead. 
But no, you got to make it about, oh, we're you caring and biology and all this stuff, man. Let me see if there's something else here that's interesting here. God, this is just, ay, ay, ay. I don't even know what to say at times. Because if men lie, they don't give us a, well, you know, in order to preserve the uh, fruits and berries and the hunters and the gatherers. The, f- so the first lie ever told. Yeah, they're avoiding accountability. The first lie ever told somewhere in the caves and hills of Europe where you would get the caveman story, the Caucasus Mountains, as they would call it. (laughs) Somewhere up there, the first grand lie was ever told in order to preserve and secure and protect herself. She told that caveman, I would do anything in order to be in your fancy cave. I will love you. I will keep you warm. I will be loyal to you. I'll never go to another caveman's cave. If only you can keep me from the saber-toothed tiger. I'm tired of getting bit in the ass, and I'm tired of losing sleep. However, you have a high cave in the Caucasus Mountain, and I must live there. In essence, I'll be loyal. That was the first lie. All right. And ever since we believe this lie, oh, you have a big fancy house. You must be doing well with a six figure income. I'll be faithful to you. I love you. (laughs) Right. It's not that you have a nice fancy cave. It's the fact that I love you and you, I could never love anybody else other than you. Yeah. That was back in the first tricking days of having a cave. (laughs) Yo, it makes a difference when you don't have to run from a damn woolly mammoth. You know, you don't have to run from the saber-toothed tiger and get bit on the ass cheeks. You know, you can have a seed. Why don't you keep yourself warm? Why don't you smother that salami and keep yourself warm? Keep it warm. I know that's what you want, and you don't no longer have to hit me over the head with a club. I love you. And it was all, it was downhill. And then that caveman slowly had less and less cave. He had a big-ass cave, and now he has a man cave in his own cave. He was like, wait a minute, hold up. She's like, um, you know that big-ass bear rug? Why don't you put that outside? Wait a minute, this is my cave. You can't tell me what to do. No, I think I can, I'm good at interior decoration. So I'm going to go. <laughs> somewhere on the savannas of the African plains, somewhere there was a guy. He had long legs. He had a long neck. And he had a long spear. And he had something else long. and. One of these days, some woman came out, topless, and he said to this long-necked man, Shaka Zulu, I love you. Keep these other dingbats and straggle-daggles away. Shaka Zulu, your hut is better than no other hut. I'm tired of running from that crazy-ass lion. That lion is tearing our ass up. You know how to make a fire and you got a long spear. I love you. And (laughs) I love you. I'll cook and clean for you. I'll do anything. (laughs) And that was the first lie ever told. Shaka Zulu from that day forward was misled. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Shaka, you got the best, longest spear of them all. And there ain't no other spear that I would other rather have in my in your hut. Then that one, you got the best spear. 
So that's the anatomy of the lie. It's crazy. I'll do anything whenever you want, whenever you want. Then you move her into the cave and you find out that that was a lie. Are you serious? I, I, I had a chili dog for lunch. Okay. I'm a little bloated. I, I did like 18 loads of laundry today. No exaggeration. Pretty sure it was 18. I'm tired. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. No, I, I, I don't want to cuddle. I know what cuddling means. Cuddling means that at some point your pants come off and I have to do things. I don't want to cuddle. I won't go to sleep. Are you serious? It's a school night. Those are my pants, not your pants. Can I help you? Did you lose something? Seriously? I'm on my period. You pouting? Are you seriously pouting right now? Yeah, man, we've been caught in this particular lie for quite a long time. You know, we've been fooled and bamboozled quite a bit from this particular activity. So when you finally figure it out, you go, oh, damn, she got me. Now you can't kick her out. You know what I mean? Like you kicked her out. Well, she's not she's not having sex with me no more. So you're out of here. There was a time you could do that. Now you can't do that anymore because now the 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 lie that they bled with is she owes you nothing. You literally can get told that you took her peace leave in a marital situation. He took it from me. And uh Jada Pickett Smith mom even said that. There's actually cases of married couples where the woman had duty sex with the husband. And after years of doing duty sex, she then claimed because she didn't really, really want to do it, she only did it out of obligation that it was considered assault. Mm. Now, if you believe that, you have no business getting married. <laughs> okay, like if you, look, there's some ladies that are like, yeah, it's true. If you believe that, you need to stay far away from men. You need to not be involved. You don't know it. if uh, I, I'm just telling you, you can you have the you have the right to believe something like that. But if you believe that, do not get married. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Cause he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. The biggest lie that, uh, that men have to understand is that, um, the fact that a woman will stay, leave you if she's no longer interested in you sexually, that's a lie. In fact, you've, you've heard situations where a woman will, uh, claim that a man, her husband cheated on her. And then you'll rewind it back and they'll be like, well, we haven't been intimate in five years. We slept in separate bedrooms for five years. We haven't been intimate in five years. But how dare him? How dare you go sleep with another woman? So in a woman's world, she can still be married with the absence of sex. You still have a marriage in a man's world. When the sex is absent, the marriage has ended. There's no more marriage. There, there's a legal marriage. But there's no more marriage. The, the commitment is broken. The covenant is broken. And then, um, you know, you're not, you, you, you haven't even, you haven't continued the marriage. So in our world, it's over. In, in their world, they're like, no, we still have something. And I still love you. And you can't be with another woman because you vowed 
And you're sitting there like, bro. So this is the problem with what we're having. And it's getting worse as we go along and there's more empowerment for females and all of this stuff. These arguments get worse and worse. He took it from me and I had to perform duties and I wasn't, I had a headache and he, he constantly pressured me to do it. And I only did it. Out of, it's like, oh my God, you guys got to be careful what you get into. All right. So you guys got to know, let's do a couple of cash apps, super chats and all of that stuff. Shout out to Kirby H. We're going to call you for, he says, thanks for the info, edutainment, tuition. You're the best. I hate when they put that four in there. All right. But he says, for the info and the edutainment, appreciate you. He said, you're the best. This is what we do over here. Uh, Mr. West says, the NWO plans, he says, rely on the reactions of the unaccountable. The NWO plans to rely on the reactions of the unaccountable. Yeah, man, you guys are got uh, some of these arguments that you guys have to do and participate with in society often hinges on lack of accountability or passing that buck. All right, they pass the buck on to something else and they initially will let the blame lie in your lap. And what men do out of obligation or out of conditioning is we accept the responsibility to an extent or there's nothing that we can do to dodge the accountability. So we just go ahead and we either run away, you know what I mean? It's like, oh damn, here's the reality. There's nothing I can do. You painted me in a bad light. I made a bad decision. I'm going to take the blame and move forward. So we try to take the blame and move forward. But then it's still held against you. It's the problem of the deadbeat dad. The deadbeat dad argument comes steeped from lies. The lies and lack of accountability is the reason why you have the deadbeat dad argument. Now, there are some men that have left women. After the pregnancy was announced, after the child was born, after a period of time, after the childbirth, and so forth and so on. Now, why did they leave is the reason that you need to get to. Now, you're just going to say he got up and went to go get some Kool-Aid, a pack of Marlboros or Newports and milk and never came back. But we know that that is not true. When you deep dive into every one of these stories, you're going to find one of these truths. You're going to find one of these truths. Number one, that both of you guys were having sex for re recreation. It was not intended to be a couple. It was not intended to produce a child, although you know that that's the, the, the consequence. The guy's going to be held responsible, but there was no love. It was a hookup. It was the backseat of the Jeep. You guys were fornicating. You guys were doing it just, just to have fun. And then you got knocked up because there's a 24-hour window that you knew your ovulation peak cycle was completely high. You didn't tell him the truth. He led with your honesty. And then he let us, uh, 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 he let us see go past the goalie. Now you could have been completely honest to say, Hey, my, I'm at peak fertility. I know I'm on my cycle, blah, blah, blah. Let's not have recreational fun today. You could have done that, but now you go hinging off the fact that, well, you left it in. Well, you didn't wear a condom. No, 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 no. Let's roll it back. You guys were having fun. You both are accountable. Let's not just blame him. You could have prevented it. You know your body, your body, your choice, but you didn't. And now you got into a situation where you got a love child. So that's where that stems from. And now you want him to be a good father. Well, you that's an L on you. 
You shouldn't have met him in the parking lot pimping at the club, all right, and went back to the house with Pete for fertility and got knocked up. You should have took, that's an L on you too. You picked the wrong one. And he's not going to be a good father. He had no intentions to be a father. So let's just let that be. But no, 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 it's not me. Okay, so that comes from lies of omission and, and, and lack of accountability. The next one, the next one comes from where the lie is. Oh, he just left. Okay. Where's the lie? The lie is, did you do anything that contributed to him leaving? That's the lie by omission. Well, he just woke up some this morning. We were in love and he woke up. He got tired of the baby and he left me after the baby came. That's a lie. And we know it to be a lie. But now, you know, he's going to be painted as a deadbeat. But if you if you go down the details, but perhaps. Your mental condition after the baby, a.k.a. postpartum depression, made it so that the relationship was fractured. You changed. You weren't the person that you were because you were trying to uh, balance motherhood and all of that stuff. You start choosing the child more than the man. You guys were in poverty. You guys were going through a rough patch. And so then he said, I'm leaving you. He didn't leave the child. He says, I'm leaving you. And then, then you took the child away from the dad. You'll never see your child again if you leave me. You'll never get a birthday picture. I'm never going to let the kid be able to. If you leave, you'll never see your kid again. You didn't say that. You didn't tell that part of the story. Because people have used that part of the story. If you leave me, you'll never see your kid again. And the guy had to go, all right, I got to get away from this chick. Or I'll end up in jail. He said. Now, she just kidnapped the kid from the father. In my world, that's kidnapping. Because let's just flip the script. If a father's told a mother that wanted to go out to the club and shake her ass, oh, okay, when you come back, the door locked, the door will be locked, or I will move and take the kid with me, he will be on Amber Alert right now. He'd be on Amber Alert. All right, they'll have the day on license plate. By the way, most of these Amber Alerts are bad custody fights, but that's neither here or there. Um, Because how do you get all the SD damn details with the car? Well, here's the license plate and the cars, and they had rims on it headed towards Mexico. What? How do you know that's a kidnapping? That's not no kidnapping. That's a bad custody exchange. But here's what's happening. <laughs> all right, here's what's happening. Men who do that to women they would be arrested and put in jail. But a man, for some reason, believes that a woman can tell him legally because he thinks he has no parental rights. Well, if you leave, you'll never see my kid again. And he has to make the choice to get the hell out of there from the woman. That is not legal. She doesn't own the kid. She doesn't own the kid. But guys, you're under the impression that she owns the kid. She doesn't. You have parental rights. You can say, no, you can't do that. I'm going to go right to the courthouse and I'm going to get my custody. But then what's she going to do? You automatically know what's going to happen when you get to the courthouse. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? We just we just showed you that that's what's going to happen. And you're going to lose. So most guys say the hell with it. I miss my kid, but I'm not going through this emotional terrorism. All right. So this is what happens when we get into these lies by omission in this game socially, the court of public opinion, because the deadbeat scenario works like this and shout out to mr palmer over on fck child support the deadbeat scenario works like this 
even when men throw themselves at their kids and they try to get custody, many times the woman restricts custody. And then he deals with being visitation or supervised visitations or co-parenting or whatever these mythologies are. And then when you get into co-parenting, she still emotionally pokes and prods and terrorizes the parental situation. She'll file for custody numerous times over during the period of the parentage. She'll interfere. She'll parental alienate. She'll say your father is a piece of and a no good piece of trash. And then they'll put their paw out and say, you need to pay while keeping the kid away from the father. It is society's way of making you out to be the bad guy and a liar. And she's the good person because she's nurturing and caring. This is lying on a grand scale and hiding accountability. This is how far that it goes. It goes so far as you're still a deadbeat, even when you pay and you have the kid half time, they still find a way to make you out to be the bad guy. Mm. You're like, like, wait a minute. I many times you paid over and above the support. You paid, you pay for every activity, you pay for everything over and above, and they will come in there. You won't pay one bill. You was like, look, I'm tired of paying the bills. I'm tired of paying the bills. You're keeping the kids away away from me. You're manipulating them. You're gaslighting them. You're love bombing them. You're interfering with my parentage. They'll take your ass to court for one bill you didn't pay because you said, forget that. Then they'll have your ass in court. He don't pay nothing. And you literally don't pay for everything. You're going, whoa. So this system is an example. When you get in the child support court, when you get into it, you see this lie over and over and over again. And the guy comes out and he gets his ass kicked. He left. He left me with nothing. He didn't pay me directly. They put them on Facebook, and you know what happens? The court benefits from these lies because the court is filled with these lies. The judges keep their job because of these lies. The child support services keep their jobs and make money because of these lies. So why would they call the lying out? They'll just say, well, we'll believe her. Because she's paying the bills. So she could be lying. We're never going to punish her for lying. But let's just hear just in case. Oh, that fits the narrative. Plus, I want to keep my job as an attorney, court clerk, judge, child support officer, child protective services, therapist, counselor, blah, blah, blah. We keep our jobs because of these lies. And it's better to just say, well, you're a deadbeat. Can't you just pay a bill? All right, I know you don't. I know you did a good job, you halftime deadbeat-ass daddy. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Why don't you just be a good guy and just pay the bill? Come on. And give her an extra $500 so she don't have to sell her ass on the street. Come on, can't you do that? Can't you do that? Have a heart. Have a heart. Okay, yeah, good. All right, uh, we'll just make it court-ordered so that if you fail to pay, we throw your ass in jail. <laughs> right? Because you admit, all right, okay, listen, let bygones be bygones. I'll pay the bills. Okay, great. We'll put it in the court order. <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 what? No, I thought I was doing it out of con- kindness of my heart. No, we'll, we'll put it in the court order so that if you fail to pay, we'll come after your ass, charge you interest. We'll have you uh, uh, be part of contempt of court and we'll throw your ass in jail if you don't pay. This is all based on a lie. 
right? Aren't you a real man? Come on, be a real man. Gosh, just pay the bill. My goodness. Support your kids, you deadbeat. You're like, wait a minute, whoa. I do support them. Here's all my receipts. Put them receipts away. We don't want to see no damn receipts. Them receipts don't matter. You need to go above and beyond for your kids. Well, if I want to go above and beyond for my kids, can I see them more? Hell no, you can't see them more. <laughs> like, oh, shit. These are the lies that keep the machine going. And oftentimes, just like I said, um, the machine is functions on lies that we were talking about. This is how steep it goes. If there's no lies, if all of a sudden people start telling the truth and being accountable, the machine collapses. Hey, where are we at here? Shout out to you, Nate, for that one. The NWO does rely on the accountability. Bryant Thompson says, I'm not happy. <laughs> yes, indeed. Mr. Thomas O'Neill says, will you be at the CME in Miami? I will not be there this year. So I will not be at the CME. I think it's going on next week, right? But I won't be there. All right, uh, let's see here. More, blah, blah, blah. Shout out to Cheap Drum Hacks. He says, I'd smash the ring wife, uh, the ring game wife. <laughs> Man, on a slow Tuesday, most men would smash the ring game wife. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Yeah. You know, you already know what she's working with. You already know. <laughs> and brothers are here. Not me. I know you nasty dudes. I know you nasty guys. You already know what she's working with, man. You see her wrist? You, if you're Latino or black, y'all smashing. For sure. Or if you're from the country, uh, get uh, the trailer parts. You from the trailer parks, you smashing that for sure, without a doubt. Look at her wrist, bro. In them fingers, them little chubby fingers. You already know, man. You already know what she's working with under that sweatshirt. You know, they just like bigger than your head. Bigger than your head, you know. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Dave G will call you, he says, for the straggle daggles of antiquity. The straggle daggles of antiquity. What a world you guys have lived in. It's a shame. I mean, the world's not perfect. There's no such thing as a, as a utopia. But some of the things that you guys have put up with, uh, men and women, but what you guys, men, have been put up with that you know is obviously just a rigged game part of the system, you guys have put up with abuse on a grand scale. And I'm sorry to say this. Most young men have been abused to great lengths. Be a man. Um, I mean, I can't tell you the amount, um, um, the amount of abuse. Uh, just remember, if you had siblings, female siblings, and the female sibling was in the wrong, and they were crying, and you were like, come on, man, and you took the L, you took the punishment, and then they walked off. See, I knew I was going to get you in trouble. All I had to do was, they learned that young. You've been emotionally abused to a great length, traumatized to the point where if you were female, they would be having programs for you. I mean, I'm just letting you know. And uh, they've been just just be a man. Um, what's the other one? Um, the other one that the sisters tend to use. 
which was, um, well, you just can't handle a woman like me. That's the other one. If you hear that, what, what that means to say, or you're too weak of a man to handle a woman, like if you hear that, bro, that has got to be one of the biggest manipulators on planet Earth. You hear that, you need to disassociate with that person. Do not fight it. Do not argue it. This is why I teach what I teach. You hear some stuff like that, that is an emotional abuser. She's a straight emotional terrorist. No, if that, there's no wiggling out of that. All right. Soon as you hear that, you'd be like, tiptoe backwards, tip out away from the discussion. Somebody, I need somebody that can handle me. Guys, that literally is her saying she's going to terrorize, abuse, manipulate, uh, tell you no, just to gaslight the hell out of you, <laughs> tell you you're crazy when you obviously have evidence and proof that she done messed up. She's going to be sassy, uh, vindictive. I mean, guys, that is somebody that has been fully abused themselves. And they don't know nothing but toxic relationships. She's the one that does the break up the makeup sex game. She does things to fuel the energy and you guys run in there and have passionate intercourse. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, 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 it's psychotic to me. I mean, I don't deal with people like that. I don't. And these people have never seen a successful relationship in their life. Trust me, they've never seen one. So they operate on TV shows and movies. Trust me, gentlemen, you do not want to be around that person. That is a future domestic violation case. That is a future therapy bill. That is a future jail sentence. That is a future homeless. Um, that is a future homeless encampment sentence. You're going to get screwed. That is a future deadbeat daddy story. You're going to get drilled on that one. Do not. Go forward with anybody that ever says anything close to that. Trust me. You don't want that. You don't want that woman. I don't care how good she looks. That person right there is a manipulator. All right. You're going to lose every time to them. Sorry for that. But a lot of young black men have been told that you just can't handle a woman like me. You need to be able to handle me. Um, What was the old? Um, I need a man that can. Tell me no, but I ain't going to listen to him. So I ain't going to listen to him tell me no. He can just tell me no, but he better be able to put me in my place. He better. That person is immature on a grand scale. Run. <laughs> Don't walk. Tiptoe. Turn 180 degrees and scram. But young black men and young men, communitat, y'all communitat men, you've been fooled and bamboozled by that. You've been fooled and tricked, and you've been like, well, I'll be a man, and I'll, I'll keep my woman in check. I'll keep my woman in check, and I'll keep her, I'll show her who's, you're an idiot. <laughs> you, dude, you're, you're dumb as hell. You're, you don't even know what you're getting into. Do not do it. Trust me. You do not want to be involved with that type of toxicity. I'm a whole masculine frame. I'm going to show you how to keep women in check, bro. No, hell no. 
My job is not to keep women in check. All right. That it's it, it doesn't work. <laughs> you guys know that's like trying to uh that's trying to that's like trying to bottle lightning. I'm gonna bottle this lightning and you're running around here. You know, one of these days I'm gonna show her, you know. You got the lightning bottle and the little ass Coke bottle at that. There you go. Man, let him have it. You're gonna lose your life over stupid stuff like that. Yeah, it's like herding kittens. All the kittens are out of the bag. Come here, kittens. Come here. Oh, I got one. No, man, please. It does not work. It will work temporarily. But they're going to get your ass at some point. <laughs> Somebody says only in Pookie and Ray Ray can. No, man, that's a myth. That is a myth about Pookie and Ray Ray. We got to get Pookie and Ray Ray story straight. Okay, people really think Pookie and Ray Ray never face the consequences. Guys, Pookie and Ray Ray falls at, in the end. We got to tell the true story of Pookie and Ray Ray. Okay, because we think, because Pookie and Ray Ray get them when they're young and fresh and they knock them up that they don't get held responsible. Now, what ends up happening is um, they don't get on put on child support, right? They're going to get that. But, but what happens is Pookie ends up like Young Thug and Gunna. Pookie ends up dead. Pookie ends up homeless like the guy we showed you, still thinking he's a lady man at 49. He's still Pookie and Ray Ray at 49. At 61, he's in the, at Hooters drunk talking about he's a horny old man. Guys, tell the true story about Pookie and Ray Ray. They, they go to jail. They're dead. They end up pimping and pandering. They end up uh, broke. They end up homeless. Tell the true story about Pookie and Ray Ray. They end up in a casket. Pookie and Ray Ray doesn't run off to the sunset and be successful at 50 and retire. They don't. They end up with herpes. Stop. It's a bad ending, Pookie and Ray Ray. Sure, they get all the young straggle daggles early. But it does not end well for them. All right. Uh, they end up being simp enforcers, uh, old pimps, old Mac daddies at the barbecue. You know, <laughs> you know when you're at the bar barbecue and your old uncle with the damn fedora cocked to the side like this, he walk in. Yeah, man, you know, I used to have hoes. Yeah, man. I used to have all these women. I used to get women and all that stuff, man. I used to have fur coats and gators and all that stuff. I used to have all the rings and the flash and dash and all of that stuff. I drove a big old Cadillac back in the day. They used to call me Macaroni Tony around here. All right, I used to have, and then his wife, bigger than the day of Mastodon, come in there, Macaroni Tony, I told you to stop telling all them pimp tales. Why don't you come in here and make all your family a play? Excuse me, son. Hey, man, a Mac got to retire, man. Gigolo get lonely sometimes, too. Oh, Mac Daddy ass. That's that's what happens to Pookie and Ray Ray. He ends up getting played out by an old big woman because she's a church woman. Macaroni Tony end up at church with his hair slicked back in a ponytail. <laughs> All right, please tell an old pimp story back in there. Man, that's what happens to Pookie and Ray Ray. It's not pretty. And then he looks goofy. At 55 and 60, talking about he was the man back in the day. And he's looking for a retirement. Come on, man. We need to really tell. The, he the drummer at the church. Yep, he got that fire drummer. He went to Stacey Adams in the suit with the 18 buttons down the front. You like Macaroni Tony? That suit played out, man. You looking like an old-ass Steve Harvey, Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James suit wearing ass. 
what? Go sit down, Tony. But he be up there with them drums. <laughs> Let's tell the true story of Pookie. It doesn't end well. It doesn't end well. Trust me, most Pookies do not make it out scathed. I mean, they don't make it out unscathed. Old retire Max do not. They got good stories, but they eyes done been froze over. They got damn jaundice in the eye. They still drinking and getting drunk. They they married their last bottom chick. They telling life story. Man, they end up with no health care, no life insurance, nothing. No health care insurance. <laughs> Glaucoma. They got a limp, a permanent limp. They got one leg longer than the other. Dunlap disease over the belt. They got the gout. 18 STDs, man. Uh, bruh. Let's tell the true story of Pookie and Ray Ray. No car, no car insurance. They still driving the old, you know, you know, the. yeah, they teeth them fell out. And you know what happens is they end up having the cool ass Mercedes. Let me pull up the car that they got. They still got, let me pull up the car they got because they can't get a new car. They ain't got no credit, nothing. So um, they got to find a girl like the dude was saying earlier. If you were a retired judge, let me show you the old Mercedes they got. E-class, of course. I'm going to show you the, the old Max from the day, the, the, the Mercedes they driving to this day. Here it is right here. Let me see, let me pull up the images. All right, they still got this car. They're make they going to make sure this car lasts all the way through. They got It got 338,000 miles. All right, here it is right here. Because this is when they were winning right here. This is what they Mercedes look like right here. All right, this is the 1992 when they was rolling deep 300 CE Mercedes right there. All right, they driving around like this, still thinking they pimping, leaning, and fiending. All right, they still ride and leaning to the side, and they flossy-ass ride with the OG gangster glide. <laughs> they like, man, I got, I drive a Mercedes. And you go out to the parking lot, and they Mercedes look like this. You like, bro, what year is that damn Mercedes? Shit, you open the damn thing up, it smell like old, rusted-ass leather. And Badussy. You like, man, who the hell you clap back in here? Man, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh my goodness, bro. Hey man, let people tell the true story of Pookie and Mary Ray, man. Mm. Jesus. Somebody said that is No, they no, it's going to be clean. Yeah, somebody said it's clean. The car going to be clean. It's going to be clean as hell. They going to be at the car wash trying to pick up old 18-year-olds right here, right on there so they can put on the track. They was like, man, let me see if my game still works. What's up, baby girl? Yeah, you know what I mean? You want to go work for a player? You want some money? Don't you want some good money? Hey, girls don't need the pimping now, man. They out here cut out the whole middleman. They out here just out here trying to, what a world to live in. Shout out to GH. He says, God forbid you're a black man with a white woman. Oh, yeah, dude. That's the whole thing. He said, they will hang you. Bruv's got to really know that's going to be your end game. Uh, if you guys like to interracially date, uh, just know. Because you're going to tell them. 
you got to tell them, you know, okay, Kaylee, you know how it is for a black man. And she'll sympathize because she's a white liberal at that age, right? You don't know Kaylee's turning into Karens. So at this age, she sympathizes for you. She actually hates her white skin because in public school, they told her she was the enemy, right? So she no longer believes in the princess fairy tale. She's like, oh, I owe it to you black men to have all the babies for you, right? This type of mindset. She becomes a Democrat and raging. And she tries to, you know, she gets the MC light, the Bob haircut, you know, just to show you she cuts her white hair off. She gains weight. She just lowers himself herself just because she's so damn, oh, I'm white girl, right? And so you fall for it. You fall for it. Hey, she down for me, man. She down for me. She good. She know how it is. She know how it is for black men out here. And she would never drag you. And guess what? She going to drag your ass down the line because she going to turn to Karen. Kaylee turns into Karen. So 15 years later, she becomes a Karen. <laughs> yeah, she get a couple of tattoos on her titty right here. You know what I mean? She just totally degrades herself. To, you know, pay back the 400 years that you were per persecuted. And then when she turns into a Karen, she literally going to stab you in the back relentlessly. You're going to be like, baby, what? And you met her at the BLM protest. She went down there. These lives matter. All right. She went out there and was protesting. She went out there just to meet some brothers because she was like, oh, you down ass. You a down ass, Becky. And you fell for a hook, line, and seeker 15 years later. She then became a Karen. She didn't got a human resource job. Let's go ahead and check in on her 15 years later right here. Brothers, I'm just warning you, this is how it's going to go down most of the time. Um, she shows up looking like this at your divorce hearing right there, right there. <laughs> she, she coming in looking like this all cleaned up. She didn't got a job at the human resource office right there. She come in limping with her boot on, all right, with a cane. Obviously, you know, she didn't let it all go. And uh, she's sitting up there crying, shedding tears. I shed so many tears. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> shed so many tears. Yep, she'd be up in there crying. <laughs> so you got to be careful, man. That's a setup. That's the setup of the century. You brothers going, and you're going to go in there looking goofy. <laughs> so anyway, where are we at? We all here. Uh, where we at? T-Mom was a Pookie and Ray Ray. Rest in peace to T-Mom, Juan Palmera says. Yep, T-Mom was a Pookie and Ray Ray, and she was going to marry him, but he got shot on his birthday. These are the stories that live on into infamy in these worlds, man. They be like, hey, man, that was my guy. Who else we got here? Uh, Mr. Uh, Avery, what did you say? Why are you sending me money? You got something to say. You said... He says, my brother, don't be afraid to be a deadbeat. We can always make another one. Hashtag deadbeat lifestyle. You're going to be, a, if you if you are not with your woman, your baby mother or your ex-spouse, you're a deadbeat in the eyes of society. It was your fault. Sometimes you got to wash your hands of this toxic ass situation because it's killing you. It's killing you. It's killing you. I mean, uh, I, you know, I hate to bring it up, but I said the guy that recently died, I'm, I don't want to talk about it too much. He died. Let's go back and look at his history. He died a slow death.
He was divorced twice. He was probably, you know, had issues with child support and whatnot. It's a slow death. And so people are like, man, he looked healthy. And how could he just die? Man, when you deal with that for 30 years, you deal with child support and you deal with baby mama and divorce and all that for 30 years, that's like cancer. It's cancer. It's a cancer. It manifests because it's an everyday thing. No matter if you were trying your best as a father or trying to run away from the system, you die slowly, especially when your kids are pulled away from you. People don't really think about that. It's when, when kids are pulled away from their mother, they're, oh, when kids are pulled away from their father, they're like, oh, whatever, just get over it. But if you're a father that really cared for your kids and they're pulled away from you, pulled away from you, that is a slow death. You're dying. That's traumatic. To see your seed pulled away and you have to go and wash your hands and you go, man, your kids are gone. You want to check in with them, but you know people are putting up roadblocks for you to get in there and be a father that you need to be. And you did your best as a father, and they still made you out to be a deadbeat. Watch the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. I actually did a did I do a review of Mrs. Yeah, heartbreak kills your your heart is broken. And so you come out and you're showing the world that you're strong because men have to do that. But your kids are everything to you, and they they play, they play that against you. Right. And so I did a review of the movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. And uh, I had seen the movie before I got married. And then I saw it. I caught it on TV one day. Never seen it since I saw it originally. And then I saw it on TV and I was like, holy shit. Having been married and gone through a divorce, I saw the movie from a different lens. I was probably. um, I was probably 20 something when I, the movie came out, maybe about 18, 19, 20, 21. And then seeing it now, I was like, wow. The, they would never make that movie today. They would never make that movie today, Mrs. Doubtfire, because it painted the woman in the negative light. It showed that she was manipulating him. And he had to go through all of this stuff just to be involved in his kids. Like, go watch the movie. He says you had to be 14, 15. Um, I thought it came out in 93-ish, so I was probably 18. I was, no, wait. Yeah, I was like 17, 18, 93. Did I cry? Did I cry? Um, I related to it. I said, shit. It is so true. It was so crazy that the dude had to dress up like a woman to be around. Like, you know, you thought it was just cross-dressing, but he dressed up like an old woman to be around his kids. Because the wife was restricting the kids from being giving access to the kid. And the guy was trying to get his, you know, he lost his job. And, oh, it's a whole horrible movie. You go back and watch that and you go, holy shit. They would never make that movie today. That movie wouldn't even get greenlit in Hollywood right now. It wouldn't even matter. And the irony, the irony of the movie is Robin Williams allegedly offed himself for the exact same situation. He literally played that in the movie, in movie, as they say. Um, what do they say? Art often imitates life or vice versa. He ends up hanging himself because he's probably going to experience his third divorce and he's going to have to pay alimony and child support to another ex. And he just said, the hell with it. He deleted himself. Mm. 
facts is stranger than fiction. He literally said, I'll hang myself. I'm out. And people are like, oh, what was wrong with him? He had mental health issues. He had financial issues. No, he literally was he his, he was on his third wife. Two wives divorced him and wrecked him, wrecked him and made him go from a movie actor. I don't know if you guys know he took a demotion and he was starting to have to work. Same thing that happened to Robin De Niro. He started doing commercials and in Hollywood at that time, going from movies to big screen to the little screen is a demotion. And having to do that is basically, uh, you know, to, to those actors, it's like you lost. Because that's a demotion. It's like an actor coming to YouTube. That's like a demotion. Damn, you had to get, like Kwame Brown. They use that against Kwame Brown because they're like, Kwame Brown has to do YouTube for money. Okay, and so what? Well, he lost all his $50 million. So what? But they, they treat that as a demotion. Why would an NBA star have to do that? Because you can, but, but they treat it like a demotion, and it's not. So what Robin Williams had to go from the big screen to the little screen to keep these wives paid. And the third wife was going to divorce him, and he said, you see this? This is the things that they do to men that slowly kill you. This is why you die earlier. <laughs> That's why you die earlier, because it kills you. And then what do they do? They 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 tend to, not all of them, but they tend to hold the kids against you, and that's what really breaks your heart. But you can't say it. You can't say it. You can't say it. You can't say, man, I've been heartbroken because my kids were ripped from me and manipulated and alienated from me, and I was less of You were painted as a deadbeat. You can say, man, the world's cruel on men. They say, you hate women. Or they'll tell you to be quiet about it. Don't talk about your baby mama like that. At least she produced babies. She's not mean. Keep it quiet. Don't talk about it. Be a man. Move on. Find another woman and marry her. And if she divorces you, it's your fault. This is what the world we live in. And I, that's why it makes me just, I'm going to just literally just keep telling you this message against all odds, against everybody telling me to be quiet about it. You know, this is a real deal. And so the people who um, the people who wonder why I talk about these things is because the message is needed. You can't say KS died and he was healthy. He wasn't healthy. He was not. He looked healthy, but he was dying slowly for years and years. His cancer manifested because of all the toxic relationships he's been in and, and, and his daughter ripped from him. He ain't been healthy for 30 years. He looked like it and he presented the image that he was, but he was not. You understand what I'm saying? He was not. He had been heartbroken probably a lot. And what do they say? Who hurt you? That's another indicator of they don't care about your pain. Well, who hurt you? It's not a genuine question. It's a disingenuous question. It's more of man up. It's more of you're a weak man. Oh, you let some woman hurt you and you let your kids hurt you. Oh, I hurt you. Uh-huh. I hurt you. But now you got to admit that you were hurt. That's death. It's also abuse. They just see you as disposable. Just pay the money and just move on. Just pay the money. Just yeah. Now, you know what happens? When um 
when they can't control the kid or they lose the kid or the kid um the kid needs to pay for college, the kids need shoes, the kid then they want you to show up. Just pay, just give it just Yeah, man. It's a it's a cold cold world out here for men, but nobody's hearing us. All they're going to say is this is hate and that we're hurt. Again, they they don't care. So what do you do? What do you do? You got to really take these things seriously. Men are dying over these issues. Men are dying for women. Men are dying in relationships. Uh, there was a woman that shot her spouse in the face. Just I get these articles all the time. When you hear it, you go, oh, poor guy. Next. <laughs> Yo, man, we got to be in here giving you guys the right information. All right. But I'm just preparing you. Don't tell me I didn't warn you. Uh, we got a couple more PayPal's here. Somebody says, I DM'd you good pictures and videos for content on IG. It's the namesake I have here and get the likes up like KS used to say, or uh, you will get shut. You'll shut this down. I'll shut down this stream. Yeah, get the likes up. I know people don't want to hear this. This is from my man, Mr. Falk. Um, I don't put, oh, oh, you put for Instagram. Uh, yeah, I got to check my DMs. My, my DMs are a mess. All right, there's feet pictures in there, fat feet, all kinds of stuff going on in there. All right. I don't know what's going on in my DMs. Women sending me uh, feed pictures and all that. Shout out to the lady sending me feed pictures on there. Hit the get the likes up. Uh, today, we're going to be back in the afternoon. Uh, we don't want to make this end on a summer note. This is why you guys got to maintain your health. Really do this. Don't don't be the guy. Don't be the old Mac. Don't be. If you guys missed it, I'm going to show you the video. I know I played this at the beginning, but I got to show this to end it on. Um, don't be the old ladies, man, gentlemen, how do not be the old ladies, man. I know you guys want to be lady, uh, ladies, men and get women easily. It doesn't end well. Trust me. It does not end well. We'll play it again to go. I'm a man from Chicago, man. So, you know, you had a pretty popular video, man. You know, you was definitely, uh, you know, popular with the ladies. Yeah, just for any single older women, Caucasian, it don't matter what race, you know, I'm Italian, black. But if any older women, I prefer a, a retired, maybe a judge or, you know what I'm saying, a, something in the judicial system that wants a strong, very endowed man that still got it going on in the bed, man, give me a call, man, I'll I, I, I live set you straight and make you feel like the woman you should feel. Now, most women have, most women comes. I'm talking about orgasm. I only deal with orgasms. So if you want to have an orgasm and you want your toes to curl and legs to lock up, then I'm the one. So that, that being said, hit me up and then we'll talk. Other than that, y'all have a blessing. blessing. Hey, man. This is, the, this is the tragedy of the, especially, again, brothers. This is the tragedy of brothers who think they're forever. Uh, I always call you the clever Always have the right thing to say. You always got the gift of gab. And that's the only thing you can hang your hat on. It's sad, bro. That, that's sad, bro. You're in 49 and that's what you got to hang your hat on. You're literally living in the street. And I'm not criticizing him. It's the, it's the idea of him. It's not his fault. This is ingrained in us since we started listening to two short rap lyrics. Right? Our first two short song. I want to be that. I know what I want to be. I want to be a master of making women's curl uh, toes curl. Why? When the other side of the story is you're broke and homeless. 
<laughs> like, like, make it make sense. Now, if you're rich and wealthy, you're obviously not going to do something as stupid as that because it means very little to you. But if you're rich and wealthy and you have this, hey, I'm I'm mastering making women orgasm. All right, okay, you live in a big, you got your life straight. But this is the tragedy of men who make this a win in your 20s. You make it a win in your 30s and you don't mature. You get your growth done it by, by, by being good in the bedroom, you know, all lifetime Casanova. Tragic. Tragic on a this is your future PUAs. I know they're all young now. All right, but wait till these guys in 30 years, they're gonna be 50 years old telling the same old tale. Man, I get tail out here. This is how you call the pro tragic. Absolute tragic. So, anyway, man, <laughs> let me tell you how many STDs that guy probably has experienced. Oh, let me do one more clip. I'm gonna do one more. I don't know if I can tell you. Uh, let me see here. I put my I put it on my Instagram story, it's probably gone. But it was a guy uh, who was an MMA fighter. Let me see if it's, oh, no, but it's gone. Let me see. It was an MMA fighter. And he basically was like, yeah, you know, I prepared for this fight. I came out good. I think he lost the fight. I don't remember. But he was like, and um, in training camp, I had two rounds of STD, uh, herpes flare-ups. What? Unreal. He's saying this in the middle of the octagon. I, it, it, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, he had herpes. Uh, I had two herpes flare-ups. Dude, what? Get your you lost the match. Get your priorities straight. I I it's unreal. Let me do. I got a couple more cash apps. Uh, men, get your priorities straight. You can have all the women you want, but just put them in perspective. It's sad. Loud Pocket says, I'm 31 years old, and you got some big old tatas. All right, I gotta clean stuff up lately. Actually, I don't. All right, but uh, thank you for the contributions again. And uh, Mr. Cruz, what did you have to say on the last one out? It's hard to catch these up. He says, hey, coach, I got me too that work. I didn't sleep with any of them, nor did I flirt with them. Coworkers simply did not like me. I was the only male at the office. Okay, so, so they lied to my supervisor and human resources that I was sitting too close to them and other inappropriate behaviors. When they didn't even have evidence, I didn't even have a chance to defend myself. I got let go because of these witches just like that. And society keeps wondering why men don't trust women anymore. So the so that is a manipulative tactic of uh, you just got socially bounced. Right. And they used um, they use the um, they use socialization to get you bounced. So either you were corny or goofy. Right. Like you're saying you didn't do anything, but they found a way to maneuver you out uh, out of position. And so that is a lie. That's another lie that society allows to go on. And eventually they'll say, well, just to keep things smooth in our little culture, it's just let's just eliminate him. He's not going to sue us because we have sexual harassment on his on him. So it's going to be hard for him to sue us. So just to smooth this out, um, we wanted to have him leave anyway. Let's just bounce him and they continue on. So the writings on the wall, you guys not you guys can't be in these cultures. Somebody says, sue the job. It's going to be hard to sue against sexual harassment. I'm just letting you know, man. The courts aren't for that. They're going to have three or four women come in there and lie, and that's the end of the lawsuit. What I'm telling you is these cultures are not for you. They're not for you anymore, right? College has become very hard for men to 
functioning. Um, uh, the work environment, meaning the corporate work environment is going to be very tough for you to work in. You guys got to find another way. You guys got to find another way. Sometimes just go on and go uh, learn how to be a mechanic instead of getting the MBA. You know what I mean? I like because the MBA, yo, as a, a, a master's in business administrator, administration, you're going to go into an environment where you're going to get emasculated. Man, just sometimes it's better to just work out in the field, right? It's because I think, man, these cultures are so, you know, this is why they get all of these goofy commercials passed. You see commercials, you're like, who passed that commercial? Why wasn't there a man to stop that commercial from coming out in the corporate setting? The reality is they've emasculated the men or the men can't speak up. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, oh boy. Some men is better to just learn how to make a couple of dollars outside of that corporate structure because it's not a game you want to play. If you are kind of the, if you're not that guy, if you're not that dude, and most guys aren't that dude, you're going to get pushed out of there or emasculated. Yep, somebody says, I got denied from a college because of my pronouns. What were your pronouns? But that's another way to desegregate. That's another way to uh, segregate you in one of these populations. I know I, I talked to a freshman going to college. She wasn't one junior college girl I was with. She's a former client. And she said the first day of dorm orientation, they were told to put their pronouns on their little whiteboard outside of their door. And when they introduced themselves, they said, hi, my name is Katie. I'm from, I'm from Texas, and these are my pronouns. They were told to introduce themselves like that. Now, the minute you like, man, that's ridiculous. Guess what's going to happen to you? You out. How dare you? Man, I ain't putting my damn pronouns on the board. And so that is an immediate way to cast you in a negative light. And they're going to use that against you for the rest of the semester. And then eventually make it so uncomfortable that they, you're out of there. You're out. It's it's strategic. This things aren't. Um, uh, this is basically um, subversion from within. It's a way to divide people. Those that whole thing about pronouns in in any other agenda, like Black Lives Matter, you got to have Black Lives Matter in your bio. If you don't, you're a racist. That is subversion from within. It's immediate division. It creates division. It doesn't create togetherness. Or it creates bullying because I don't want to put the black fist in my thing, in my profile on Instagram. I'm immediately a racist, a Trumper, and blah, blah, blah. That's division. It doesn't create. Or it's bullying. It's bullying. Put it in there. Put it in there. You know what I'm saying? You're like, okay. And if you don't stand on your square, you put it in there. Now you're part of the emasculation. Now you're a part. Put the rainbow, the fist, the pronouns. Where do you, what is it in? This is all division. This is not bringing people in it. And then it makes you, it separates, it's mostly men that are going to be affected from stuff like that. Because you're like, I, I don't want to put the Skittles rainbow on my damn profile. And I don't want to put the Black Lives Matter. And I don't want to put the pronouns. They immediately, you're misogynist. You're immediately a patriarchy. You're immediately hate women. And you are, uh, what do they call it? You're an istaism and you're a phobic. <laughs> He's sitting there like, oh my God, can I just go to school? I ain't here for all of this shit. I'm here to chemistry class. 
So be careful when you're knowing this is all a social strategic game that they've been playing on you for years. I mean, wait, when I say, when I say years, I mean close to 100 years. This is all planned and organized. This is not by happenstance. Have you noticed since we're going on, a Jedi says, I was asking about Tom Likas dogging KS. I can talk about it. Um, have you guys noticed that whenever one problem, there's a big problem like this, and then the next week, that problem seems to disappear, and then there's another problem. I noticed this with the on Twitter with the conservatives and the liberals going at it. So what they do is there's an issue, and that issue is like going crazy. So they'll talk about drag queens at an elementary school or something going on with a Florida politician doing something, and they'll be going crazy on it for about three weeks. And then all of a sudden, skirt, that issue will go down, and then they're arguing about something else. Did you see there's a – and they going in passionate. You're like – you guys are, and it's not just on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's on YouTube. You see the conservatives saying one thing and the liberals that, and it's just not that. Then it's men versus women. Then it's blacks versus whites. Then it's black versus Mexicans. Then it's Mexicans versus white. It doesn't end. They literally keep your ass going on this issue, this issue, this issue. You're like, oh my God. So this is all, um, these are all planned things to keep you entertained. Yeah, one one reason it was this. It was Roe versus Wade. And then before that, it was Russia versus Ukraine. We don't forgot about that. We was going in there tooth and nail on that. Then we forgot. Damn, you were like, what's, what's taking Russia so long? They should have took it over in three days. It's been three months. All right, then, all right, we'll take our attention off that. Remember, it was staying with Ukraine. That was a big deal. Now nobody talking about it. Now, now it's Roe versus Wade. Then after that, it'll be something. Then it'll be student loan debt again. Then they'll be back to putting mass mandates on. I mean, <laughs> yeah, somebody says Russia is like 50 year olds old, dude. In comparison, in comparison to the conversation, those conversations seem like it was yesteryear. And it literally was two, three months ago. And it was the hottest issue there was. And previous to that, it was the mask in the, the C-19. We were coming out of that, right? And that was a whole big deal. No, I'm keeping my mask on the airplane. Then people were taking the pictures with their mask. I ain't taking mine off. Nobody said you had to take it off. Keep it on if you want to, right? But they do this all the time to gaslight you, get you emotional. This is, this is, these are tactics that people have studied. Not only have they studied it, and we're giving you real information here. I want you, because I'm trying to make men stronger and a little bit more aware. And I don't want you to get emotional about these issues, right? That's why I always tell you, don't play their politics. So what, what, what ends up doing is they, they practice these things. These are actually things that they can identify and label. Let's run this on them. Let's run that on them. Not only do they plan these things, they actually make them work in other small countries. So smaller countries that these groups take over and the way they take them over um, is to go in there and claim that they're um, that they're um, humanitarians. OK. So you'll see pictures of them being humanitarian over there. Hey, we're giving these people water. 
and and shots and healthcare and we're cleaning up their village. But what they're doing is they they're 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 dividing conquering them. They're they're doing all of these things that they test before they bring it over here. <laughs> or they'll bomb the hell out of them and then go over there and say we had to get rid of these uh uh evil maniacal leaders. But then when they go over there, there's defense contracts, there's contracts to open up strip malls and stores and they basically take them over capitalistically and then they go over there and they run operations on their people. They run operations on them and then they see how it works and then they run it on you. I mean, if you don't believe any of that, you don't have to believe anything I just said. But good luck in life. <laughs> oh, they also run them in the black community, too. I mean, it's grassroots for every operation. This is all alleged, by the way. I'm alleging these things. But it's not alleged. It's actually truth. I mean, uh, you can go down and see every one of these operations successfully run in the black community before it entered into mainstream society. Uh, the broken home, the incentivizing women to divide homes, uh, welfare, Tuskegee experiment, syphilis, um, you you also seen the the alpha the praising of the alphabet community community right they 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 praised it there first gave it a pass uh women as church leaders um you've seen the gang culture the crack academic uh weapons being brought in be, be, be it bricks or firearms dropped into train tracks somewhere around Alondra and Compton and then claim that there's gang violence to give you um gang weapons control uh, shoot. I mean, you name it. Oh, the praising of the single mother. I mean, they, they literally <laughs> they ran all these operations prior to it coming into the mainstream. So if you're a black male, you've been hit with all of this way before the people start screaming about it on Twitter. You're like, what? We've been watching drag queen shows for 40 years. What are we talking about? All my, in the 1990s, we was watching it. Crips and blood, gang culture. Now what? What now? What are they doing? They saying, well, gang culture is now in hip hop. Not not now, but now they're saying the gang culture has reached the point to now we got to bring down the hip hop artists, right? The the gangs were these community organizers for for better lack of a better term, and they were used against. They were extension of the arms of the civil rights movement, and then all of a sudden now because there's weapons and drugs, now they shooting each other. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, the Flip Wilson, RuPaul. Remember, yeah, Flip Wilson was in the 70s. RuPaul was in the late 80s, early 90s. And they acting like this thing is brand new. We've been, we've been unseen them. We've been here before. We've seen this from the rip. Not only did you see it on television, you saw it in real world. You saw it in real life. So I'm not saying be for and against it. But what I'm saying is they tested here first. They tested in the proving grounds and the grassroots of the community because there's already fracture um, and disenfranchisement. So it's going to spread through there like wildfire. Yep. And then and then eventually they say, damn, it worked like it worked like crazy for a couple of couple of generations. Let's go on and push it right over here. And then they go into the community. Then they go into the immigrants and then they go into the white communities. And then all of a sudden. White, by the time white folks get it, they going crazy. <laughs> right? It is what it is. 
So uh, yeah, man. Somebody says not black and white, but um, infinite shades of color. But so yeah, they get they 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 get you comfortable with it. So it's sad, man. It's a weird thing, man. It's a weird thing. But you know, we live in this world. This is the this is our world. So we got to do our best. But protect yourselves out there, gentlemen. Protect yourselves. Let's get up out of here, man. Let me make sure I got everybody. Uh, thank you for that, for the brother that told me about the human resources story. Uh, Mr. Seth, somebody says Clifford the Big Red Dog is a reality now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, a lot of those things they get you. Oh, movies. Let me tell you, that's another way they get you. So they they put it in a movie first. And you guys think movie is some sort of, um, oh, man, they came up with this creative story. No, they're, 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 they're telling you what, what it's going to be. And they relax your mind and let your conscience be free. Before they um before they um put it into action. So movies is a precursor to what's gonna happen. Like go watch Demolition Man, go watch all of these other movies. They're like, this is a this is the script. No, it's not. It's literally gonna be what they're gonna put in. <laughs> right? They like, we putting this in so that you can then reference it and they go, wow, oh yeah, yeah, I, that was a movie back in 20 uh contagion. Right, contagion. I think the movie was contagion. Now you thought contagion. Wow, that's crazy. Well, then when you were sitting at home on the uh, what do they call it? The layoff, the furlough, when you were sitting at home and then you popped on contagion, and you was like, Oh. <laughs> Anything on South Park and the Simpsons, right? You're like, oh, look at these people. When they had Donald Trump raving being the president, and then all of a sudden. All right, man, that's why they don't like me on this channel here. But I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. This isn't true. Hey, listen, you can go stay plugged in if you want to. I'm just telling you to protect yourselves. I, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. It is it is what it is. It's the order. But what you need to do is then protect yourself, or if you have kids, learn how to protect them. Um. And know not to get emotional about these issues, right? Like I see stuff for what it is and I go, eh, all right, I see what y'all doing. I accept it. I can make prediction based on human behavior, how lemmings are going to react. And then I just go forth with life, right? I go forth with life. Uh, homelessness and the, what do they call it? Remember the, what's the movie called? The, um, the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, if I'm not mistaken. I've never watched that show, but it's uh, apparently zombies walking down the street. Okay, go to Los Angeles. Go to Los Angeles and tell me that's not The Walking Dead. <laughs> I mean, that's literally near Universal Studios. The Walking Dead's going on right now. Don't tell me that's a movie or a TV show. It is what it is. We in, Oh, iRobot, that's coming to a year near you. We out of here. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s, is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.